If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello, and welcome to season nine of the podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. My name is Fergus Collins, and I'm the host of these audio adventures. So season nine is our most ambitious project yet. We're heading out across Britain to capture spring as it unfurls in 12 very different wild landscapes. So from mountain to heath and coast to meadow, we'll be sharing the joys of the new season with you and encountering some wonderful wildlife and marvellous people along the way. And talking of marvellous people, I'm joined here in the podcast studio for this promotion by Jack Bateman and Hannah Tribe, without whom this podcast would not exist. Hello and welcome back to a new season. Hello. Hello. So we've got a really exciting lineup, and as lockdown begins to ease, we're able to expand our range a bit uh, beyond our sort of um, our home locales. So before we talk about some of the episodes and some of the exciting adventures coming up. Um, how, how are you enjoying spring in the countryside, you guys? I've been really enjoying the longer evenings. Just having that extra hour or two of sunshine has meant it's opened up the world to a bit more exploring. I have to work eight hours during the normal working day and then to be able to go out and be free and to experience everything coming out everything sort of just on the edge of bursting into bloom just feels like life is sort of starting again yeah so spring is such an exciting time and i'm lucky also to live in wales like hannah and i've noticed every single day things changing so there are just the flowers and the hedgerow plants every single day there's celandines there are dogs mercury um primroses all these things creeping through and I've also been absolutely thrilled that um, the curlews have returned to my locality. So there's, I think there's two pairs. We're going to come back to curlews in a minute. But uh, Jack, how about you? I think it's it's really starting to kick into spring now, uh, especially we've had a couple of days where it has been warmer. It's felt a lot more spring-like. I mean, if we just forget about the uh, really chilly cold days <laughs> the cold the cold blast we've just the had, cold yeah. blast uh, it's been really nice and everything seems to have just bloomed into color and i saw sort of nice and bright and everyone's cheered up a bit and i know for me obviously in england the the rule of six outside now and uh the other day when it was warm just hearing people outside sort of being able to gather and see their relatives and stuff it was just this spring feels so nice. It, it feels like yeah. a, a spring I've never experienced before. The leaves are really beginning to unfurl now. And um, yeah, bird song's getting stronger and stronger. Uh, and that it's all hopefully stuff we are going to be able to capture in our 12 episodes. And one of the most exciting, as I mentioned, the most exciting thing for me is the curlies coming back. They're kind of a really rare bird these days. And our first episode in this season is all about curlies. And 
when it goes out, it'll be a day before World Curly Day. So that was all brilliant, brilliant planning on our part. What are the chances? What are the chances? <laughs> yeah, uh, three geniuses together. So we've been really lucky that the wonderful Mary Colwell, who is a an author and a campaigner, a champion of curlies, has joined our own Annabelle Ross down on the Somerset levels to try and track down curlies and talk about their plight and also the magic of them. And on top of that, by pure chance, we got contacted by the wonderful singer-songwriter David Gray, who many people might remember uh, for his album White Ladder a few years back and the song Babylon. He had lots of hits. I didn't know he was such a bird expert and, and a man who loves nature. And he's got this new album out called Skellig, which is inspired by being in wild places and lonely places. It's really beautiful. I've listened to it. Really beautiful. And he joins us in that episode to talk about Curlews, talk about his inspiration, talk about how music and wildlife fit together. It's so inspiring and it's going to make an absolutely perfect, perfect start to the season. And I totally recommend listening to his album. We've got one of the songs on the podcast. Obviously, that's one of 12 episodes. What have you spotted on the schedule that you fancy? What I've spotted that sounds like it's going to be a really great one is... Uh, Lucy going and uh, capturing the dawn chorus uh, for us. I think it would be a, a wonderful sound to hear, and especially it's one of those ones that's quite rarely captured, I guess. I think you're right. It takes a lot of commitment to sit alone in a wood through the cold, small hours, waiting for the birds to, to, to start singing. I kind of foolishly went wild camping with my son recently in the woods here and it was so cold we didn't sleep <laughs> and we uh, although we had lots of kit and uh, were wrapped up it was a really cold night uh, but we did hear the full dawn chorus under the moon and that was absolutely tremendous I'm sorry I didn't record it because it was one of those special father-son dad I'm never coming camping with you moments <laughs> um, but so Lucy Pendrick, who's who's our, our artist friend and listener and podcaster, is hopefully going to capture. And we're just waiting for all the migrant birds to return so that Lucy gets the full chorus and not just the local the local choir, as it were. She's getting all the warblers and other things that are that are turning up. Maybe a cuckoo, who knows? Um, and we've promised Hannah a cuckoo this spring. You have. It astonishes me that you've never heard one, but then perhaps their rare, their rarity means that it's quite tricky to track them down. Um, how would you feel if you heard a cuckoo? I would be delighted, I'm sure. Will you be buying lunch that day? <laughs> Are we making lunch, maybe? I'm making lunch. Okay, good. All right, so cuckoo. In anticipation. Jack, do you have any species that you're, or sounds, being a, a man of sound, a sound man in many ways, um, <laughs> do you have anything you would particularly like to hear is there any you know the cry of the, the lonely wellington boot squelch or something <laughs> like that <laughs> i i do find sometimes it's the animals that can't be heard usually sometimes have the most interesting sounds you're being very cryptic what do you what what sort of um worms <laughs> <laughs> well worms, i think <laughs> It, that some of the small creatures you get, some insects, I think, do make interesting noises. It's just that you can't hear them without getting up close and recording them closely. So um, I guess especially with spring and it's sort of 
all of that sort of life does come back as well. I think there's some interesting potential to try and get some capture some of that and to listen to things that haven't necessarily been listened to by many people before. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's that wonderful. So do you, and you've got some kit that might be able to get close to flower heads and things like that and hear bees collecting nectar yeah. or hover hoverflies buzzing. The patter of tiny feet. The patter of tiny feet. I used to live up on the hills in the Brecon Beacons here and in July there was this, you'd hear this strange string symphony in the woods, really high-pitched and kind of monotonal, but it would vary up and down. And I used to wonder what this kind of... It was definitely a note being played. And actually it was just hundreds of hoverflies all hovering together in these sort of sun-dappled glades. And the noise would just create this... Like that. And... Uh, so um, the world's smallest violin, obviously. <laughs> there's a lovely C sharp there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that was an F minor. Well, that's the, the grade I normally got. Um, yeah, I, I, one thing I'm, I'm just going to barge in here. Bittens is what I'm desperately after. I know it's, I know it's like a, Bittens is what I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, because it is an extraordinary sound. I've only heard it once in Britain, and so we're going to head head to that place again, Somerset. Um, it is one of our it is such a brilliant county it's within easy reach of us uh, and that great hooting across the reed beds plus loads of other things will be really exciting so if we can all get down together that would be a really magical experience uh, we've got someone in the highlands who, who will be providing us with spring in the mountains we've got people on the coast I'm really excited because I've been invited to head down to the heathlands of southern England to find smooth snakes, which I've almost given no attention to in my long and varied life. And they are the third snake in Britain. So we've got grass snakes, adders, and then on these heathlands, a very rare smooth snake, which I imagine is smooth, but maybe in a sort of... <laughs> it just really likes jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> martinis and uh hanging out late at night in in speakeasies super smooth snakes that's gonna be fun really interesting habitat heathland full of really different sounds lots of really great insects lots of birds and obviously some crazy reptiles so that's going to be a really fun and then i'm absolutely the unmissable thing is i'm going to take you to my favorite place on earth for a downland chorus of birds, hares, butterflies, orchids, and marvels beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> so not over-promising <laughs> and under-delivering there. Um, so lot, lots really to look forward to. And not forgetting a habitat that makes up such a large part of our countryside, farmland. And who better to talk farmland wildlife and also just farmland sounds, the sounds of livestock and and machinery, you know, the, the sort of drone, the rather attractive drone of a tractor on a, on a spring afternoon. Um, Adam Henson, Country Files Farmer, has, uh, joins us for a whole podcast and he was in tremendous form when I had a chat to him. And uh, that'll be, it's really fun to, to have, a, have a chat with old Adam. Neither of you have asked me about my frog spawn. Oh, sorry. And... <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> Tell the frog us about spawn. Tell us about it then. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank, thanks for asking. Um, 
listeners to last season will have heard the, the, the tales of Frogspawn. Well, it, it had a happy beginning where I found Frogspawn by the side of the road, took it to my own pond, saved it from certain death. It all hatched out, was looking very healthy. And then one morning I went down and I, I could only see two or three tadpoles. And my heart sank a little thinking, are they diseased? What's, what's happened? Why have they all gone? And uh, so I sort of had a little fish around with my net to see what I could find. And out from the depths popped a rather large chub, which is a type of fish, who had escaped. So what had happened was last year I caught a load of these fish from the ditches that, which were drying up all along the, the lanes around here. They were the leftovers of the winter's flood and they were all trapped. So I trapped, I, I caught loads took them down to the river to release them. And a few I brought back to my pond just to have a little closer look at them. But those grew quite big, so I caught them all and took them down to the river before they got out of hand. But one has obviously escaped the net and uh, has thrived through winter. And now he's turned into a monster and eaten all the tadpoles. So I'm sorry to say it's a very sad oh, ending, no. but not a sad ending for the chub who who I've now caught and uh, carried down to the river and released into the back full of tadpoles. But hopefully he'll go on to make, um, or she will go on to make lots of little chublets. And uh, those tadpoles will have been put to good use. But your faces are telling me a different story. (laughs) It's nature red and tooth and claw. So um, a sad tale. But who knows, maybe there'll be uh, be other toad poles and tadpoles to rescue in my pond this year. They won't rescue it again. (laughs) As you (laughs) go and be like that, please. Leave us us. us to perish. So it's a really rich and varied offering and it should be really exciting with lots of wildlife encounters and some some great sounds and some just a great sense of escape into the countryside at this precious, precious time of year. Now, we're also really keen on hearing the sounds where you are and we've had this thing going for a while called Sound of the Week where we ask listeners to send in little short recordings of lovely things that they've heard on their doorsteps or on their walks. And we would love to play them as part of the podcast in the future. So if you hear something lovely, a cuckoo for Hannah, hmm. a bitten for Jack, um, a chub for me, record record those sounds, send them in and we'll play them. And we absolutely love that. And when you've recorded your sound of the week, email them to editor at countryfile.com. And please also do leave your likes and feedback on whatever, wherever you listen to your pods. It helps us so much and we love to see your comments. And don't forget, every Friday our sound escapes continue uh, where Hannah will take you to somewhere wild in the countryside for five minutes of escapism. Grab your nice cup of tea, sit down and relax. With our lovely Hannah. Yes, great. (laughs) Adventures with Hannah. Um, No, they're brilliant and really relaxing. We'll see you very soon with Curly's next week. And we're going to play you out with a little bit of Curly's song just to get you in the mood. So it's goodbye from us for now. Bye.